Cincy Brewcast. I'm the Gnarly Gnome. We're in studio, and we don't know what we're going to talk about tonight, so the show could go a lot of different directions, and all of them are going to be awesome and fun. We have, um, what is this, 377 beers sitting in front of us I can't I'm promise. I'm on your couch. I can't promise we'll get through all of these, but I just started pulling <laughs> things out just so that we don't have to get up during the show if we get thirsty. Um, so yeah, this this is a kind of a, a hodgepodge show, which I really this is one of my favorite things about having the studio shows is shows that don't have some kind of an agenda. You just kind of roll with it and see where it goes. Um, so thank you guys for rolling with us and seeing where it goes, Cat Finn. Hello. Uh, you have not been on the show for a very long time. It's been a few years now. Um, yeah. Was it was the last time when we did the quote unquote women in craft beer yes. show at Incline Public House? Yes, we did. I still hate that title of that show. It's yeah. I, I, well, we'll get into all that. Sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Justin, you were on the show not that long ago. Correct. Um, yeah. I, I don't know when that was in my head because I'm so messed up right now of, of when things are happening. And <laughs> we were we recorded uh, a month and a half ago or so, yeah. I guess now. Um, probably. I guess I could probably look it up right in front of me, but you know, whatever. Yeah, whatever. It's too much. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Well, yeah, yeah. Welcome to the studio, yeah. guys. Um, we should just start the way we start and we should dig into some beer. Let's do it. Um, Justin, you brought a couple crawlers with you and one of them in particular, I'm dying to get my hands on. I also feel like it would probably, um, it's probably not the proper order to taste things, but you know what? Let's do it. <laughs> Screw that. From the beer fridge. So this is the one that you guys tapped today, right? It is. That's correct. Food or funk? Food or funk. Is, is fooder the proper pronunciation? Uh, that's how I pronounce it. Uh, fooder. I've, I've heard <laughs> lots of like. I've heard lots of different terms fodder, as well. Um, all kinds of stuff. How do you pronounce it, Kat? Um, fooder. Fooder. I, I hear fooder and fooder the two the two most. Yeah. I think uh, we. Uh, we call it a fooder, but um, I guess I don't really know for I had, certain. I had somebody tell me that it was French and it's supposed to be like foudre. Yeah, I've something. heard that as well. Oh, yeah, yeah no, I've but, never heard that before. But I'm, I'm, I'm not French, <laughs> so it's America. <laughs> fooder. Um, uh, yeah. Tell so, me a little bit about this. Yeah. So this is, uh, as you said, uh, we we uh, tapped this today. This is um, basically a a light blonde ale, if you will, um, that we put in our fooder and, uh, we let it go and we pitched Britannomyces in it and, um, just, uh, let the Brett chew through it for a while and, uh, and just could figure out what happened with it. Right. So, um, it, it was in our fooder for about four months and, um, there's a little bit of lactobacillus in it as well, which gives it a little bit of that tart finish on top of, the you know the 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 prototypical horse blanket right, that you always funk. hear from Brett right <laughs> the funkiness um, you get a little bit of that minerality uh, almost like a, a blue cheese character to it as well on top of that that funky tart character um, the thing I love about it the most is to me and, and I I love I would love to get y'all's interpretation too I, I think everybody's gonna taste a little bit of different notes on it because it's probably the most complex beer. Uh, that we've released outside of what I would say is our house culture sours. Those are uh, incredibly complex as well. But this is a lot different than those. Uh, but you get almost a white wine Chardonnay character with it. You get that that oh, yeah. tannic oakiness yeah, for sure. um, that I, I think 
and even as it warms, it, it drinks a little bit different. But it's incredibly delicate. It's low ABV. It's four point eight to nine percent. Uh, so yeah, it's it's delicate, but but like I said, really complex. And and I think it's going to be one that uh, we'll be able to to stick around for a while. Uh, we didn't package it in any bottles or cans. It's something that we just want to have in house, almost like a table beer or a light uh, a low ABV sour. Right. Uh, that we can just have on tap for a while. I like kind of the the layers that this kind of this goes through as you drink it. Like it starts out with that that real like oaky kind of Chardonnay thing, like you said. It's got this 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 little lactic twang that comes in, mm-hmm. but not like not you know very similar to some of the other stuff that you guys have done in the the, the fooder. What do you call the Barrel Room series? That's right. Yeah, the Sour um, Very similar to. There's definitely a tartness there, but it's not over the top like some people have have leaned into lately and. Um, then there's like this floral thing that comes in for me and like it's just it's but it's almost like these things one after the other it's not a lot of it like fighting with each other it's it's almost like a like a story i guess as you're drinking it definitely really, and i really see what you did beer. there well played <laughs> really really fun <laughs> beer. i uh, i think i think the thing that i love about this there was a lot of talk in house of okay is this going to be so so you just talked about it right it's a little subtle but it, it plays off of each other nicely and and what what we're seeing a lot in in craft beer today is let's be over the top with right. this one way or the other right and one of the things we talked about doing was peeling some of this back and adding fruit to it and almost unanimously yeah. in house we all said let's not let's just let this be what it is and be this delicate light sour beer that uh, plays off of the complexity without being overly fruited and. And it's 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 what else. I really enjoy about your your your, your barrel series so far that um, I, I I texted Luke the one night that I dove into my bottles just because it it blew me away like I I had it on tap at the at the party and everything but um, sitting there with those bottles you know on a fresh palate sitting mm-hmm. you know I'm, I was sitting down here in the basement in my office and they were watching cops one night and I uh, <laughs> were you cried. sweating I was not sweating. <laughs> And I, I I dug into uh, uh, the saison, I think. That's my favorite. And my God, it, it blew me mm-hmm. away. Just the the subtlety of it. Like you, I, you, we've gotten so used to everything being over the top, and that you almost don't have to think about it as much. Whereas beers like this, they they force you to kind of take your time with it and like really like focus on what's going on in the glass and. I'm I'm really really enjoying it. Not Thank that I don't so not that I don't like some of the overtop totally. stuff. Totally, you know, it's, yep. it's all got its own place. And, and look, we've done it too, right? I mean, we we we'll do a little bit of everything. Even even the duck donuts collab. I mean, right. that's a raspberry lemon donut bomb, right? But I, I love that there's a place for both of these things. Really, really well done. I wish Thank it was you. in bottles. Thank you. Yeah, actually, me too. <laughs> this would be one of those ones that would, um, like you said, with a table beer kind of thing. You know, something that you could you know, could you know pull out and crack open just with dinner or something right. like that, and not um, not worry about what it's going to do with the food. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like this would go with a lot of stuff really well. Mm-hmm. Kat, what do you think? I I'm really enjoying it. Thank um, you. I'm not as much as I have said that I like. All beers. Um, the lighter stuff, obviously, is hit or miss with me. Um, when you mentioned Chardonnay, I immediately thought of Chardonnay. Um, long time ago, that's all I used to drink was mm. Chardonnay. Mm. So it's um, it's interesting to me. It'd be a beer to push to people who drink wine, mm. for sure. Yeah, just I, kind of a this like if I if I would come into a brewery, not know anything about craft beer, and tell you that I'm a wine drinker, I would want to be handed this. For sure. For a start. 
and then for sure go from there. Now that brings up a, a fun kind of topic. So you guys have wine in the tap we room. Do. That you set. I feel like you could get some of those wine drinkers to drink beer for sure with stuff yes. like this, and you're you're almost missing out on some of those conversions now because somebody walks in and says, "Oh, I, I drink wine. You have wine? I'll take that." Instead of like forcing them to kind of, we've talked about this. We have talked about this a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and, and currently when somebody walks in and says, I'll have a wine, uh, or what wine do you have, or whatever they choose, oftentimes, before having this, oftentimes we would just hand them uh, a, a taster with the glass of wine. We'd hand them a taster of our cider and right. say, you should try this as well. So it's going to take me a while to open this wine. Try this, 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 and this first. <laughs> Just, just see. Have and you like ever just tried this style before? For a while, while you're watching them, and That's <laughs> just, just in case. We should try that. Every time somebody orders That's... a glass of wine, we just have to open a whole new bottle. <laughs> just takes, and Our spillage just... would be great, I'm no, sure. You don't have to open the new bottle. Just pretend like you're opening. <laughs> we don't have a corkscrew. This is going to take a while. <laughs> oh, never mind. It didn't need a corkscrew. It's going to take me a minute to put the corkscrew back. Hang on. <laughs> Yeah, but you're right. I mean, I I definitely think this would appeal to a, a similar consumer for sure. Uh, like this this idea of um, converting consumer. I know that there was. I mean, I feel like at one point in this craft beer story that is going on right now, I feel like it was a lot more heavily emphasized than others that or than than it is now. Almost like it, it was like when people walk into the tap room, you're trying to. Um, it's either the Bud Light drinker or the, um, the, you know, the wine drinker, whoever it may be Mm -hmm. trying to convert them into craft beer. And I feel like now we're hitting this point where people are just placating them with, you know, seltzers or wine or cider or whatever it may be. Like, is it, is it different or is it just part of the, the growth of what craft beer is becoming? I think it, it totally depends on, on what your end goal is, right. As a, as a brewery or as an establishment, if you're, if your end goal is to get somebody to enjoy the experience of being at your place, then you just want them to have something while they're there and enjoy it. Right. Right. If your end goal is to get your brand into their hands, that's a completely different discussion. Right. And I think there's room for both. I think it also depends on where you're at at the time of them coming into your place. Right. So I'll give you a good example. If somebody comes in on a Tuesday afternoon and we have three people in the tap room and somebody walks in and orders a glass of wine. If, if I'm behind the bar or, or heck, if, if any of our team members are behind the bar, I can almost guarantee you they're going to say, yeah, I'll get you a glass of wine. Uh, have you ever tried any of our beers? And then you can engage in that right. discussion. Yep. If it's, if, especially on a Friday night, if our line is out the door and somebody orders a glass of wine, man, <laughs> more than likely you're going to pour you're them their glass the of wine <laughs> and you're just going to get on to the next person. Right. right? Yeah. But I can tell you for, for us, and and the five pillars of our organization. I mean, we we definitely pride ourselves on our quality and consistency and and all of those things. And so for us, it would if we have the opportunity, we would always try to share what makes our beer special in our eyes with them if we could. Right. Uh, but oftentimes you don't. Sometimes you, you don't can. get that. That's right. <laughs> right. Um, but that would always be our goal if we could. And that that's why I use the example of the cider. That was one of uh, our as much as we can uh, push that 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 SOP or that standard operating procedure, that's one of our our main focuses is when somebody orders beer or orders a wine, get them a small sample of the cider when they do. Because if we, I feel like if we can get them from the wine into the cider, we're at least a little bit closer of getting them into the beer, whether that be 
this sour beer or right. even Voss or or something. I, that's, I really do feel like this is going to catch wine drinkers more than than a cider. I, I absolutely it's, agree with you. It's, it's yep. fantastic. Yeah, thank sure. you. Um, you kind of deal with a whole different side of things at March first, yeah. Because you have everything. We have everything. <laughs> yeah, literally, yeah. Which every is nice. product that you um, can possibly think of making. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I'm. I yeah. I it's it's awesome that we can that we have that. Um, and how everything's just kind of growing, and more and more people are learning that we we're not only a brewery, we're a cidery. Or a distillery, or you know. Do you see more people, and and you've 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 worked behind the bar at a few tap rooms around town. Yes. Do yeah. you see more people that are likely to kind of experiment around because they know that all that stuff is there, or do you see people coming in and still sticking to their thing, whatever that is? Um, it's a little bit, of, it's a it's it's mixed, and you know, we don't. I I can't. There's not a there's not a predictable day there right. um, ever, um, which is awesome um, in my eyes because, you know, there are some times where, yes, I want to engage the customer more, but we were we're packed like there's no way mm-hmm. for us to even like engage the customer. And, you know, but um, there's been some times lately that people have been ordering flights that are sitting at the bar. And those are the people that I can engage in and say, what was your favorite? What did you like? You know. And me not even knowing what they even came in for, um, just kind of getting some feedback. So that's been that's been something I've been trying to do more is just seeing what if you got a flight in front of you or if you've had a couple pints, but, you know, anything stand out, anything you want to see again, you know, just kind of in the back of my mind. I just as as a drinker and as a, a real lover of just the art of drinking and the uh, yeah. experience of drinking, like yes. I, I find myself really wanting to be challenge sometimes like when i walk into a place yeah especially if it's a place where i'm ordering a pint and not a flight and not kind of playing around like sometimes i want somebody to say oh you you like that you should try this or you should yeah or you know like you know you got a bunch of beer do you do you like cider you know and like start talking like i want to be pushed into those places even if i'm not pushing myself which i try to push myself but sure you know we all have those days where he's going and we order our or whatever it is you know and, and and don't think about that and I feel like some people are searching to be told what to drink when they walk in the door. Yeah. Uh, not not all the time. Yeah. And, and it may not even be a high percentage, but some people, especially going – when you go to a brewery, to the source, I find a lot of times that w- when standing behind the bar, people will ask one of our team members, like, what's your favorite? Right. Yes. Yeah. What are, like, what are you excited that, about? That's you know, right. Like, Constantly, I get that. Yeah. I and, and I think that's awesome. Yeah. Well, I, I can imagine that it might be annoying sometimes as a bartender, though. Like if somebody walks in and says, you know, what do you like? What's, why Why do you care what I like? Or what do you like? I want you to be happy. <laughs> so yeah, I can see I mean, like that side as a bartender. Like I, I don't know what just to give you. You know, I what I like may not be the thing that you exactly. like. But but as a drinker, like sometimes I like I I know what I like. I didn't come here for the same. I can just go to the store and buy what I like because I, I that's what I like. That's what I drink all the time. I want. I want to be pushed into these other places and I don't know how that where that middle ground of trying to figure that out is. I I also think it depends a little bit on what when somebody asks, you know, what's your favorite or they're asking for an opinion. I think oftentimes it's there's uh, there's there's an inquisitive nature there, uh, maybe not even so much about what they're looking for, but but they they want to just engage in 
what's like what's your favorite and why right, right? there's yeah. this there's a, there's this really cool thing that 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 happens in beer in are this you, beer culture are you trying to say that they want to know the story behind the beer well, <laughs> i wasn't but yes that's exactly that's exactly what i'm saying <laughs> I, I i think people just want to engage in this idea of the not just the community nature behind it but this this especially when you walk in right now at Sonder we have 24 beers on the board which is crazy to even right. think about and wow. i i think when when somebody walks in and sees that there's this nature of overwhelming uh it, it overwhelm like yes. when you walk in and, and and if you haven't been to Sonder frequently or you haven't been in a long time you're going to walk in and go my gosh i i don't last time i was here i had that you betcha thing just give me that because i don't I don't even know about anything else. So when they ask a question, I think oftentimes it's like, just just give me a guidance here right. uh, or, or tell me about something. They want to be talked into it yes. sometimes. Yeah, people come in all the time to us. We have about the same amount, if not more, beers. And they just look at the board and they're like, I don't even know where to begin. Yeah, totally. And, you know, and I give them a second just to soak it all in and said, you know, any questions, any samples? Let me know. Well, that's the yep. thing too. Like I'm, I'm not a, uh, a sampler in a, in a brew. Like when I walk in, I'm not going to ask somebody to pour off a couple ounces of, you know, three things for me to decide what I want to drink. I'm just, you're in the minority with I'm, that. I, I know that, <laughs> but I'm just, I'm yeah. just going to go for it with something. And that might not always be the right way to do it. <laughs> like See, there I, might be right. something that I would have liked. I better. do the same thing. I do. I just go. That's how I learned. That's how I taught myself craft beer. I right. just went for it. Right. And then if I didn't like it, I didn't order it again. Um, you know, but then I do respect the people who are getting the samples because I don't want to pour you a 16-ounce beer and then you leave it on the table. Right. Right. Because people don't. Well, I, I don't do that either. You I know, just, like. But, <laughs> it's going down one way but or another. It, but it, <laughs> right. But, you know, and it happens. And it, you know, I hate pouring beer out for reasons, you know, that. Could have been saved by just a you know a couple ounce sample, and they go, yep. oh no, we don't really like, or they say, oh, I know that I like this beer. Okay, well, can I? You, do you want to sample it first? Sure. And well, then- and it's all part of that experience, right? And that's if I and and our whole team operates under this this model, or or I hope that they do, uh, is if you see somebody that that doesn't care for a beer and they walk up and order something else, like, hey, w- w- let us buy that one for you because right. you didn't like this for like i want right. somebody to know that yeah. for us it's all about you enjoying your experience here and your beer yeah and to your point if that means that i have to i have to sample five or six beers even for you to find one that you love I, right i always say and i uh my family always bust my chops about this but i always say and have for years everyone likes beer you just haven't had the right one yet Yes, and I, I, I agree. Especially, you know, look at this. Agree. Look at this table here, right? Yeah. We have a, an array of yep. different styles of beer, and almost everybody would like at least one of these beers that I, are on the table right I, now. I, I firmly I, believe that. I, I actually do as well. Lot, there's a lot of yeah. people that I've gotten into that argument with. Like, no, I just don't oh, yeah. drink beer, and I'm like, well, there's so, that doesn't mean no, anything. Right. Like, like, yeah. What is beer? <laughs> Unless what, you what can tell me you, you just don't like carbonation, right? <laughs> 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 Even then, that doesn't necessarily mean That's anything. True. There are beers that are not, you know. <laughs> That's true. That's very um, true. 
I want to talk about this one a little bit too. I've had this sit in the fridge for a little while, and it's interesting to me. I don't really know what category this falls into. So this is uh, Rodenbach, yep. But it's their fruitage. I guess there's probably a better, um, more uh, refined way to say that. But it says fruitage on the it's, can. It's fruitage. Um, I think it's like a. Uh, so it's made with nine percent. They tell you right off the bat, nine percent fruit, four point two percent. So I think this is like their answer to easy drinking kind of lighter stuff that comes in the little skinny cans. So I think it's meant to. I don't know to to, to pound. I guess it's supposed mm-hmm. to be like their. This is their seltzer, I guess. Refreshing with nine percent red fruit. Okay. So this was I, I randomly saw it at the store and had never heard of it before, and I'm like, this is a really interesting product for coming, especially coming from Rodenbach, who is um, yeah. one of the uh, mm-hmm. premier sour breweries in the world. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, also interesting to me that it's 8.5 ounce cans. Which is really unique, and uh, yeah, it's actually the opposite direction in which uh, we just went with our latest beer. Uh, which I'm I'm a little disappointed in myself that I didn't think to bring this for us to drink this evening as well. But we just released our Municellus. Uh, it's called Operation Steam, and we actually released that. And the opposite of what this is 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 was this a four pack or a six pack? I think it was a four. Yeah, I think think I've seen it in four pack as well. So it's a four pack, 8.5 ounce cans or or pack. We just released a a six pack, 16 ounce. Um, (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Right, because why not? Right, it's fun. But to me, that's a Munich Hellas or something like that. Right. Oktoberfest, you know, like to me, those are the types of beers that are supposed to be. I mean, if I'm sitting here at home and I'm drinking a Munich Hellas or something like that, it's probably going in a liter mug. And I'm yeah, there that's and right. That's <laughs> right. I'm yeah. dumping two of those I cans so. in there. Yeah. <laughs> so I need it in a six pack. Mm-hmm. Some beers, beer, the, the experience around beer, and we'll get to this one here in just a second, but the experience around beer is, is, is there's very different sides of it. Like sometimes you might pour a sour into a stemmed glass and sit there and, mm-hmm. and, and, and really kind of dive into it and, and, uh, pick it apart in your head and um, experience it that way. Other times you're going to pour in a big ass mug mm-hmm. and sit there and, 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 mm-hmm. and drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like a, yes. that's, that's what's so fun about the spectrum that you have of, of what beer is. This, uh, especially being in the 8.5 ounce can uh, and then having tried it, uh, this parallels with a similar discussion. I think that we just had with food or funk that uh, this I feel um, is a similar consumer to somebody that would like a sweet wine. It's as just well. it's a it's a really interesting product for me. It's um, yep. uh, so I feel like this is something like a product that Urban Artifact would do if they wanted to lean into the lighter side of things, which I don't know that they do, but. Um, you know this 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 new this trend that I guess we're going to start seeing this year probably very heavily is the, you know the lighter beers you know lower calorie, mm-hmm. maybe smaller packaging whatever it may be, um, this fits right into that mm-hmm. just from a brewery that you wouldn't expect to see that from. Mm-hmm. It's uh it's interesting it's it's good it's it's fruity it's yeah, it's exactly fruit, what I expect. A lot, a lot if of fruit I'm juice going on. Yeah, yeah. It's it's um sweet. I wish it's, I wish it had a little more of that um, that sour kind of mm-hmm. yeah that's um, what I was thinking because it's definitely definitely on the sweet side for sure. It says that it uh, Rodenbach fruitage fruit fruitage is <laughs> is that literally what I guess I can look at the can yeah it's called fruitage it's, right? I think it's it's probably like I don't know 
probably fruitage. I, don't, I, I yeah. have no idea. It's a blend of aged beer, two years aged in oak fooders. Oh, there's an asterisk on that. Oh, n- nothing bad. It just says a fooder is a Belgian word for standing oak cask. Well, that's... Uh, <laughs> um, did you plan that one? No. <laughs> <laughs> Young beer and 9% red fruit. What is red fruit? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, I was, uh, that was my question. Fruits, the red fruit. Um, the Rodenbach signature taste balanced with sweet sourness and fruity notes. Pure refreshment. Um, so this is Flanders uh, juice, natural flavor. It's definitely added. cut with a lot of fruit or with a yeah, with a lot of fruit juice. Oh, it tells you here. Seven uh, percent uh, cherry juice and two percent elderberry juice. Oh, Why don't okay. they just put that in the description instead of putting it down in the little hmm. weird <laughs> weird. Okay. <laughs> It's good. Um, I could see drinking this. Um, but see, I, I don't know. Like, I, it fits like sitting around drinking it by the pool or something like that. But at the same time, am I going to Rodenbach if that's what I'm right want to experience at that moment? I might not necessarily lean towards them. Again, it's pretty much what I uh, what I would have expected. I, I actually am glad that it's in the smaller cans because I couldn't have a whole lot more than this given the sweetness. Right. I wish it had a little more spritzy character, a little more carbonation even. Um, yeah, that is interesting that it's not higher carbonated. Yeah, it's a little it's a little uh, low on that side, dull uh, for me from that side. But um, again, it's it's good. It's, it's exactly what I would expect from this. So talking about trends, um, where do you guys see craft beer going in the next year or so? So I feel like it's it's probably not a fair oh. question to you because I know you know kind of you guys have your your next year kind of laid out you know where you're we going do. but um, I don't know I think as from from my standpoint where I wear many hats um, I think that um, we're going we're going in a positive direction I think I I we're trying you know for many years I feel like now. There's more options. So if I just started in, like drinking and learning craft beer now, um, I'm seeing more like this Rodenbach and the beer that we're having here from Sonder and like the lighter stuff um, that would help me get started. Because I started with dark beers when right. long ago. I guess I, I probably did too. That's all I saw. And then I would see lighter stuff. So it's kind of nice. I hope that there's more people who – will understand and try things. And um, now that there's more options for people, but then again, people could get overwhelmed. Well, that's, I don't know if like the, the new craft beer drinker is the same as, as you know, the craft beer drinkers of, you know, 15 years ago or whatever. I don't know if you're, you're hopping around trying everything at different breweries or if you just kind of find your, your spot. This is my my local brewery. This is where I go. I, there's plenty to try here and plenty of things to explore here. That, I don't that, need to go somewhere else. And that I, I could be the know. case. I think that's the case too. Like I hopped around. That's what right. I did. So right. I um, think this, this um, thought or idea of the, uh, I guess I'll use the air quotes, like the craft beer drinker. Um, I think it's becoming much more broad now than what it was 10 years ago or, or right. oh, definitely. even five years ago. Right. Yeah. So, yep. so I think what, what you're seeing now is we've, we've heard it for four years and three, the last three years and the last two years and even the last years, every year you hear, okay, loggers are coming back. Crispy boys, right? Like it's right. these, <laughs> it's these light beers. It's, it's sessionable beers. And, and, and I 
do think that that is happening. I think it's happened a lot slower than what people had thought that it was going to. Uh, but I, I think that that trend's going to continue. I think sessionable beers, beers that people can crush or, or either do that or share, right. Um, are going to be, to continue become more of, of a thing. Um, you know, these, these eight ounce cans are really interesting to me. It's a, I, I kind of joked about it because I it's the opposite of what cans right. like this. I don't want light beers right. in these. I want big beers. And that's right. That's <laughs> it's, right. It's strange to me that this trend is that, you know, seltzers are supposed to come in tall, skinny cans and, you know, light fruit beers that are supposed to be held. I mean, I'm sure they were trying to hit some kind of calorie count or something on mm-hmm. this in this can. And, um, I don't like, I just, I, that's not necessarily, I, I want a beer that I can't drink more of to go in the small cans and the beers that I can drink a bunch of to go in bigger cans like that. The, it doesn't make sense in my head, but I don't know if I'm a normal craft beer drinker. I, I think there's a much bigger crossover now than what there used to be. I think the craft beer consumer used to be, um, I drink craft beer and that's all I drink and that's all that's in my fridge and that's all I'm going to have. And you're not, you're never going to find a PBR in my fridge. You're not going to find a Natterdays in my fridge. You're only going to have <laughs> There's Natterdays in my fridge right now. It's not mine. I swear. Well, but, but <laughs> whether it is or it isn't, I think that's kind of the point is the craft beer consumer now is just the beer consumer because right. everywhere you yeah. go, there's a craft brewery, but there's also the availability of having Natterdays, which Let's let's be honest. Natterdays is just natural light attacking the craft beer consumer and capturing that, right? right? Because it's it's adding these fruit forward flavors into a light lager, which is what craft beer consumers have been drinking from craft breweries for the last five years. So to me, I think what you're starting to see now is the beer consumer is the beer consumer, but they want to support local. They want to support craft beer. And so how do you do that? Okay. Well, we've got Voss now right. at eight ninety nine six packs. Right? And and we've also got a Munichellis, which we can't price that low because we use all German ingredients and it's it's a really well crafted beer, but it's the same consumer. So we're trying to to cross over that consumer that comes in that only drinks Bud Light. We have something for you. And oh, by the way, if you want to take it home for you, it's it's affordable as well. Whereas I think for a long time, it was just, hey, we're a, we're a craft brewery. This is what we do. And this is this is what we're going to brew. Whereas now I think craft breweries and, and, and people that uh, are synonymous with. So, so craft breweries are just trying to have a beer for everyone. Whereas I think for a long time, craft breweries were just like, "This is what we do. You our either, light beer is an IPA." Yeah, you, you either you either fit mm-hmm. into our our mold, yep. or there's other stuff for you. Yeah, and and I think that's to me that's the biggest difference is now we we want to make a beer that is for everyone, and it's still craft beer. Yeah. Right. And and granted, not every brewery is doing that. You, you guys are also doing things still still in a very. Uh, Traditional craft kind of way. I don't know if traditional absolutely craft is way. It's versus, still very craft versus the uh, the garage beer or the cheetah or whatever it is that's totally. designed to be similar to the things that maybe those drinkers were already drinking. You know, it's fitting into their mold versus you creating something that finds a way to uh, 
to fit some of the things that they're looking for in that beer, but still do it in your way, if that makes any yeah, sense. Yeah, and, and and thanks for saying that. That's I, I take that as a compliment for sure. I, I, I think it, it should be. And you're going to continue to see that. Not that I don't like that. beer cheetah. Totally. But totally. And, and we brewed we brewed Quacky, right? It was an American right. adjunct lager. Uh, it's it's the same thing. Um, and and if we had the systems and capability of doing that and making that a year round light beer, we we probably would as well. But one thing that will stay consistent with for us at Sonder, which is what you just mentioned, is you're gonna you're gonna always see and you're gonna see a little bit more of uh, some of these traditional style beers that that are made in large scale but are still light and appeal to many people but are very traditional in style. I could drink this all day. This this is so oh the food or funk it's yeah so yeah. good like it's and again I, you know not to go back to something where I talked about but it doesn't it's not you know sometimes with I, I love sour beer but sometimes it's so sour that I can't drink that much of it I'm, I'm if if I'm gonna lay down and go to bed later I don't want heartburn because it's right. gonna <laughs> it's gonna keep me awake I don't feel like this would do it to me like it still has just enough in there to give you man it's, it's so I, good I agree with fantastic you. my well, wife and I used to be be members of Upland Sour Reserve Society oh that's the other end of the spectrum and that's that's like enamel yeah. ripping you man prep. That's, yes. <laughs> yep um, so going back to the uh, the trend thing I pulled some some labels I'm not allowed to talk about these because I was asked not to but. Um, so this, like, we could talk about what they are, just not what specifically beers they are, even though they're out there. Um, so you've got, these are all low calorie IPAs. And if you look at the different breweries that I'm pulling up around town, <laughs> they're making these beers. Yep. It's all the same idea. Yep. This low calorie IPA. It's a, it's a, it's a session beer. It's a session IPA, which I thought we had gotten past, but I'm seeing this, I'm seeing it from, major you know national breweries like this is we're gonna see a lot of these this year yeah we are for um, sure like a ton of these yep, <laughs> it's, yep. it's gonna go crazy and i don't like is is this what drinkers are looking for or is this kind of this this thing that people i think it's the answer to seltzers but it's this is nothing like a seltzer. But it's the same consumer. Is it, it though? Is, yeah, it is. is. I, like I'm the, I'm, the I consumer. Agree. The consumer yep. that has the craft beer, the heavy craft beer consumer that has gone to seltzer, has gone to seltzer for health reasons. I can just about promise you. I, I sure there's there might be somebody that emails you after this or whatever reaches out to you that was like Justin was wrong on this. That I don't fall into this category. I could almost assure you that almost a hundred percent of craft beer consumers that love craft beer and have always loved craft beer don't love the taste of seltzers. Some do, some like it, right? But but they've gone to seltzer for a couple of reasons. It's crushable and easy on a golf course or on a hot day where you don't feel bloated after having a bunch right. of beer. It still gets you your buzz on and it's only 100 calories. Those are the reasons, right? Like it, now and again, I apologize if if anybody out there doesn't fall into this category. But I, I would say most people aren't going, you know what sounds really good right now? A seltzer that has uh, fruit essence in it. That, uh, there are people that enjoy it for sure. Right. Yeah. But the hardcore IPA consumer is not seeking that out because they love the taste, in my opinion. They're seeking I, it out. I agree with that. <laughs> they're seeking it out because it's, it's, it's low calories. It's low carbs. Keto has become this huge thing. Keto really drove that. It's low carbs. 
and it's low sugar. So it's it's very low sugar. In some cases, two grams. Some cases, it's no sugar added, and they've added aspartame or sucralose right. to it, right? It, but what it is is it's a health kick where you can still get your buzz on, essentially. And this does that, right? Um, but but will that consumer now enjoy the taste enough that they go away from the seltzer and drink that. I, I don't know the answer to that. What's, Slightly Mighty from Dogfish Head is a really pretty good interesting beer. too. I don't know if you can tell by the shape of this label mm-hmm. what kind of packaging it comes in, mm-hmm. but mm. it's one of those mm-hmm. tall, skinny cans. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yep. uh, that's no, interesting people, to me. People want low calorie. They ask me yep. all the time for low yeah. calorie. But you guys what? make you guys make vodka. Like We'd, if if you right, want to exactly. just drink and have something that's low calorie, drink drink whiskey, drink vodka, drink something that's that's distilled. Like it's Yeah. I, I mean, don't know. It's I, it's I just, they want to be able to drink six of them. Well, you can drink six whiskeys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you yeah. can, gnarly. The only thing that can stop you is the will that you hold inside you. Uh, <laughs> and feeling bloated right, and all right, of those right. things, right? Well, so in uh, I, I've I've read that especially in like Japan right now that the highball is the super popular thing. It's just whiskey and basically you know carbonated water right over ice. Like, yep. and that makes sense to me because it's still you still get that flavor of the whiskey, albeit very watered down, but you still get that flavor. Mm-hmm. But it's it's you know low to no almost no calories in what that is, and I don't know. It, we're not going to get on a seltzer talk again. <laughs> we do this all the time. I feel like I do it on every episode. <laughs> I, I I think that there is there is a a definite trend. You and I talked about this on two times ago when I was on your show when we were right. Oktoberfest. Right. Uh, we talked about the trends that are coming, and it's it's better for you, right? It's better for you. It's it's better for you. It's better for you, right? This this is heading in that direction. The the I guess the the question is. Are are you going to capture another consumer because of this, or are you just going to cannibalize your your other beer products with this? And and I don't think it's bad either way, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, as long as consumers are are enjoying your product and you're giving them an opportunity to enjoy your product, it's a win either way. Um, there's no doubt that that's the direction we're headed. But if you were to ask me, and and you did. Uh, I would say that 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 is just an answer to seltzer. So, uh, does that mean we're going to see less seltzer? No, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely yeah, no. not. It means it means probably what you're going to see is less double IPAs, less triple IPAs, right. less what we've grown to know and love from these breweries. Although, less, from less what I've heard, this year's hop harvest was insane. Mm-hmm. So, there's going to be a lot of hops floating around. So, mm-hmm. maybe we see. Triple hopped locale. <laughs> right? Totally. Right? Absolutely. And you're going to see dry hopped seltzer as well. Right. And I'm, I'm serious. Right, that's, right. That's, you're going to see things like that, right? You're going to see a seltzer that comes out that is dry hopped. That's just a seltzer with dry hop or something like that. Something like yeah. Right? Um, you're going to what, – what, what we're all trying to do is we're all trying to fight for – the happy hour consumer. We're all trying to fight for the consumer that comes in that says, all right, I'm going to go out for one beer and they go out for a beer and then a seltzer or a whiskey and highball or a cider or whatever that looks like. Right. And if you can capture them for both of those, then you've won, right. That's then you've done a great job. And 
by the way, all of these companies that are are planning this and are doing this, it is innovative. Um, they 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 are doing a great job of trying to get ahead of capturing that consumer. And right. I applaud them. I think it's awesome. Um, I don't think there's there, there's this interesting thought of well, does that mean you know you and I have talked about this? If they make a seltzer, is that selling out? Is that bad? Is that whatever? No, man. That's we're all we're all trying to keep this dream going. I get to make beer for a living, right? I get to I get to work at a brewery that doesn't feel like work, and I get to to keep this dream that I've had going. And however I can keep that alive, if that means I need to do a local IPA or a seltzer or whatever to make sure that we're able to to stay with the trends that are coming, you're you're either adapting or you're 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 not getting better. In I my think for me this push into seltzers or locale IPAs or even I'll even throw the trend of pastry stouts in the last couple Mm -hmm. of years and all this, this, this push to these other things that are definitely not what I fell in love with about craft beer. Not that they're bad. They're just, they're different from what I fell in love with. I think all that is doing is, is kind of shifting things back to tradition eventually. Like I think we're going to see a lot more people, um, latching on to to loggers or things like that 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 are that that super traditional super um original beer that thing that uh that started it all i think you're gonna see so much more of a shift in that in the next couple of years because people have been bombarded by this other stuff i don't know that's I mean, that's what i think but here's the thing too is that we're talking about low calorie and seltzers and all that stuff we're getting more people in the tap rooms that's getting right. more people to come and experience what what we have to offer. Um, that's just from my standpoint. I think it's awesome. And then somebody has a seltzer or they have a low-calorie beer or they have XYZ, they're not only telling their coworkers, they're telling their family and their family's coming in and they're saying – like that's – I mean I've been seeing a lot of that yeah. lately. Like you have the seltzer on. I had to tell everyone that I know that likes seltzer to come to your tap room. So it's mm-hmm. like – I think it's it's you know for what it's worth it's a, in my opinion positive because we're getting more people exposed to like it's we're not just IPAs like mm-hmm. somebody told me the other a customer came up to me the other day and says oh my gosh I'm I usually see IPA I, you know bunch you have everything here mm-hmm. and if we continue to do everything you know but who knows you know maybe we will have the stout in the eight point five can you know like <laughs> I would love to see that I would I. As well. Like, I would love to. Um, you don't know. We don't know what's going to happen in a few years. Did we ever know that seltzer was going to make it, like, be a thing? I, I mean. Have, I wouldn't have dreamed in a million years. Yeah. Like, if somebody had come to me, like, five years ago and described this seltzer thing that's happening to me, yeah. like, that's, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> exactly. Why don't you just get seltzer just, and, and put vodka or something in it? Like, why? Why? Yeah. I mean, I, I probably would have had the same reaction. And then it's just keeps going and... More flavors are being made, and it's you know I don't know <laughs> even, even the whole flavor like why like to me if and I know a lot of it is off premise stuff but like so in your tap room you you can get a soda gun and squirt it into a glass and put some vodka in there and then you can have all kinds of little like eyedroppers with different flavors that you put in there right there <laughs> like, could do that I, the whole thing doesn't make sense to me but I I, I don't know <laughs> we need to drink another beer it sells um, it sells I'll what are we you. drinking next. 
Uh, here, let's open this. Here we go. Um, right. We'll use this as the uh, chance to uh, switch topics. Do I want to talk about Girls Pine Out and okay. uh, Pink Boots Society? Because yeah. there's a lot of stuff happening. There's a lot of stuff happening. It's so great. <laughs> um, I'm so excited for, for both organizations to uh, prosper in 2020, for sure. So, Tell me what's going on. Tell me. Um, start wherever you want to start All with right. it. Um, well, I'm still... In my girls' pine out mode, um, from last night we had our um, six-year anniversary party. We've been around um, in Cincinnati for six years now, which is amazing. Um, what is girls' pine out? Start there. Okay, yeah. So I'm like, oh, I should probably start with that. Um, we are a uh, ladies' craft beer group. We are nationwide. We are also a um, nonprofit organization. It was started in Indianapolis. Um, 2020 will be our 10-year anniversary of the organization being. Um, what it is. We are chapters all over the country. We are almost so, so close to being in all 50 states, which is amazing. Um, When I started as a member, um, I want to say we had maybe third, well, it was basically just Midwest. So, um, so yeah, we, um, we make beer fun is what I like to say, like, um, and interesting. And, if you feel hesitant as a female, um, and I'm saying that I'm saying that as just over encapsulating, because um, we welcome everybody um, into our group. If you know you want to come and hang out and drink beers with us and um, that sort of thing, um, is it is it just for um, in ladies in the industry or is it's it- not? No, the Girls Pine Out is actually the uh, the one where anyone who Wants to learn beer, knows beer, wants to drink beer from any type of background, come and join us. We don't have a membership process. We don't have dues. We don't have, um, you know, we just, you, we want you to come and hang out with us and just grab a pint and socialize and. And know that you're not going to be the only girl sitting at the bar not, and. Exactly. Have to exactly. listen to a bunch of dick jokes. <laughs> That's right. Yes. That's right. Yeah. And, and how do, how do women get involved in this? So we are on. All the social medias, um, so Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I guess not all of them, but the the top TikTok? three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're on the top three. Um, so we, um, I post. I'm chapter head for Cincinnati, and um, we post our events on all three mediums. Um, at least we will be in starting next year. Um, and yeah, we're gonna and- do a. Conveniently, if you want to learn more about Girls Pine Out, the first event is at Listerman. It's right? going to be Listerman, January fourteenth. Like like get to know Girls Pine Out, kind yeah, of. Yeah. Like so if you're if you're cool. wanting to know like what we're what we do, I mean, we've done so. I mean, you can even look at our our past and see what we've done. And um, we like to do a lot of hopefully get back into the community. We like to give back, even though we're a nonprofit. We like to give back to our community. We've done a lot of different fundraisers and things for around the city. Um, so yeah, um, just trying to get that group back up and running and we're, we're excited to have te- be around for 10 years and six in Cincinnati and have yeah, it's you, great. Have you been involved with it for all six of those years that it was in Cincinnati? Um, five, and five and a half. Five and a half. Yes. How is it different in your opinion now versus then? Like, do you see a difference in what this community is like oh. for a, a, a female in craft beer versus totally. what it was then. Yeah, totally. I, I mean, we we started out with less than 10 women being a part of the group. 
And, you know, we just kept trucking along and trying to, you know, find social media has basically grown us. And it's and that's what it's it's helped throughout all the different chapters. Um, personally, I never saw I, I love the fact that we're nationwide, but I, you know, and we're in all the big, you know, the bigger states and then basically primarily Midwest for a while. And it was amazing to me. We're getting new chapters every every week we'll have a new chapter forming somewhere and it could just, it could be a big city that's like, what? They haven't had one yet to like <laughs> just somewhere small that has five or six breweries in their town. Um, you know, we, the, the people that are, you know, you're coming into a very non, I'm trying to think of the right word right now. Um, we're very inclusive, I guess is what I should say. Um, you know, and, you know, don't be hesitant. I was learning craft beer when I found the group. So I was right. So you don't have to. So I guess if I'm hearing you right, there can be this idea of intimidation, right? Where I don't, I don't know, I I don't know beer really well. And I feel like I'm not going to fit in Correct. from what I'm hearing is it doesn't matter if you, if you're just getting into beer or you've been into beer for a hundred years, somebody, um, a few of our members and, and I say that loosely, no membership process, no dues, nothing like that. Um, but when you come to an event, you're considered a member. Sure. And a few of the members have did not know where to begin, and they felt like they're going to come to. It's really cool. Go to an event and see what it's like, and see how it is. I mean, and I I was hesitant at first too. Like I didn't know what I was going to expect. Like what kind of group this was going to be. Correct and, me if I'm wrong, but it seems to me that like. It's it's very different as a as a man coming into a craft brewery and be like I don't I don't know what any of this is what is what is this and you know teach me about this show me what this is you know you know help me figure out where my place is versus a woman coming into it I feel like it's very easy to be judged as a woman coming in and sitting in a bar especially if it's a bar full of guys and you're like I don't know anything about craft beer it was, <laughs> uh, of course you don't you know and, you know like it's just this very different kind of I will say thing. that it was. Um, I don't think it I is I hope we're getting now. away from that. I, I do, really too. Do. I, I do, too. But you I, know, I, I meet people all the time that I look at and I'm like, are you really? Like, the things that you're... I've uh, had my share. It's, Trust me. I've had my share of the judgment. And... You know, and then that's, it's that's when you walk over and pick up his beer and chug it, and then <laughs> it. <laughs> fuck you, dick. It's just it, it's mind blowing, and that's the thing is that like it happened to me. It, it it happened to me a few months ago, and I was taken aback because it hasn't happened in so long. Right, it hasn't right. happened, and then when it does happen, and I think I said when you think it's over, it happens again, and. Like, and I don't know, I don't know why. I've never, ever understood why. So. I, I mean, I I've obviously can't answer that. But yeah. <laughs> I just, you know, it's, it's, it's weird. And it, uh, it makes me almost like embarrassed for what, what a lot of the, uh, a lot of the experiences with craft beer have been for a lot of women. Like it's, yeah. And that's the thing is like, cause it's not craft. That, that isn't craft beer at all. Like it's so it's not. far from it. It's not. And, and like we, you know, we girls pine out started primarily along those lines of like, okay, when is this going to end? I can't, we just, you know, be a female sitting at the bar 
by themselves and be treated like anybody else. Right. And now we have an organization that has, you know, is still around and growing because more women are finding out about us all over the country. And it's great. Um, and we're just like, yeah. And then, you know, it's kind of like, and that's the thing. Like, like I said, when you think it's over and then it's not. Yeah. I, I say all the time and, and I'm close to it for, for a lot of different reasons. Uh, one of our founders is a, a very strong, awesome, passionate female. She's awesome. I'm talking about Jen Meisner. For those that don't know, she's she runs. Our, she's developed our brand from the ground up, right? She's yeah. fantastic. I think if people, it also drives me crazy that people don't realize how many owners of breweries around town totally. are women. Yes, um, maybe some of them are co-owners, but you know, a, a lot of the co-owners that are women own a majority of the business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. people don't yeah. realize yes. that. Well, I, so in our particular case, we have that, but right. we also have four or five key members of our team, leaders in our team who are females right. and, and strong, very competent, very good, uh, really good at their jobs. Um, and then, oh, by the way, I also have three daughters who I hope uh, one of them takes over Sonder one day, right? I'm right there um, with you. I got a daughter who hopefully will be the gnome one day. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Love that. <laughs> But I, I just I I guess I, I to me it's ignorance. There's there's this there's this level of ignorance uh, that just generally in society that I, I just it goes back to love is greater than hate, right? Like if we can just get to that point as a society, then we'd be in a better place. But given this industry that we're all a part of, I think I think I, I think I could speak for both of you that it just strikes us to our core. Given this in this industry, how blatant it can often be that's just so disrespectful and uh there's there's really not a place is for is, it is craft beer better than society or worse than society as far as stuff like that goes be it yes be it not just <laughs> be it not, not just the, the the sexism side of it but we've heard lots of stories recently about racism and all kinds of really shitty things happening yeah. in craft beer yeah. are are we is is craft beer better than society, or are we are are we still this uh, this white male driven thing that other people don't feel welcome in? I, I don't know if anybody can answer that. Probably. I definitely, I, even in the three years now, goodness, it's crazy that it's been that long for me since uh, we we began the early stages of Sonder. But even in the three years I've been a part of it, I have seen it come a long way, which is to me is fantastic. Um, I, I would just say just in general, craft beer as a society, just generally speaking, um, it gives me hope. Um, it's one of the things I love about being a part of this industry is, um, you know, being able to do things like this with y'all and, and, right. and being able to, to walk into the tap room at any given day and be able to see, um, you know, cat to your point, being able to see. Uh, male, female, whoever it is, sitting at the bar by themselves, enjoying a flight, and be able to engage in conversation with them, and yep. and it not be a thing, right? No, you know, I, and we're getting there. We are getting there. We we've um, come we've come a very long way. And, I will t- I will say that. And I I love sure. that. I I think you know even in our case, I think about uh, you know the, uh, Jen Meisner, Jess Green, Haley Shutter, my wife Liz. Like there are there are several. 
um, Katie Bryson. I, I could go on. There, there are several females that are are strong leaders in our organization, and I think anybody that that knows our team and knows Sonder and and interacts with any of them, I think uh, there's a level of respect for them because um, they're working just as hard, if not harder, than anybody in our organization. So I, I I'm excited about that. Those are just my experiences, right? Um, you know, given given our you know my team, but but I, I, there's cases like that all throughout, not just Cincinnati, but throughout the country. You know, right. New Belgium, right? Um, yeah, uh, was was brought to where they were by a fantastic, very yeah, strong female, female yeah. leader. Brought to where they were and then killed. I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's I know. A bad example. It, it, right almost now, almost immediately <laughs> after I said it, I was like, "Oh crap!" It's <laughs> a shame. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about uh, Pink Boots Society? Yeah, so on the opposite end well, of the... Before we, before we dive into that, let's talk about this beer because oh, okay. I'm already on my second sample of it. <laughs> uh, so this is... Um, currently, it's called Overthunk. It's our uh, it's our Dunkelweizen. Um, this is a beer we debuted at our Oktoberfest. It was um, tapped and released that, that day, that weekend. Did, did we talk about it on the show? Um, I was drinking I know it we during the show, it, no, no, um, no. and I think we talked about it a little bit. But I'll tell you, what would later become of this beer, we had no idea that weekend. Um, since we tapped this beer, it's actually our third highest selling beer. We did drink it on the show. Um, <laughs> oh, perfect. I forgot you can take a look at, look at notes. Um, this beer is consistently in the top five for us every single day. Um, and that's I would have never awesome. guessed. And for me, that's really cool. So I, I, we talked a little bit about some of these traditional styles that you're going to start to see become yeah. more of a thing for us. So, yeah. This is one of those. Talk about Dunkel. What is a Dunkelweizen? So this is a dark wheat beer. It's a dark German wheat beer. So this is, um, spoiler alert, this would be like the brother to the <laughs> sister that is the Hefeweizen. Right. Or the sister to the brother that right. is the Hefeweizen, whatever way you want to look at it. Right. It's like they're siblings. This is just um, made with uh, some darker malts that that give it a little bit of a richer, small, slight roasty character, not overbearing, but it's very similar. It's, it has that same uh, yeast ester profile, banana, clove that you would get out of a Hefeweizen. But um, but a little bit. <laughs> the table will fall apart if you hit that. <laughs> Yeah, we are nobody, still under construction yeah, in nobody, the studio. Uh, nobody can see because we're on radio, we but I just about knocked down the gnarly gnome studio because uh, I'm so passionate about this beer. <laughs> this is um, my favorite beer we have on tap right now. Um, I I absolutely really love. It, it, oh, thank it, you. It's very very good. Again, t- talk about those two different sides of of what it can be. You know, it's it can be like super drinkable and go down really easy. What's ABV on this? Uh, it's 5.7, okay. I think. Okay. 5.4. Four. Five, four. Okay. So it goes down really, really easy. You can you can drink quite a few of these yep. and still be okay. But at the same time, that little bit of that darker malt in it, mm-hmm. and you talk about the yeast profile and all of that, Like there's so much going on and so many layers to what it is. And you can sit there and kind of sip on it too, if, yep. if that's your thing. <laughs> I, I can confirm, I can confirm that it drinks really well out of a liter mug. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I can confirm that. <laughs> It um I, I one of one of my favorite styles definitely my wife's favorite my wife loves hefeweizen hefeweizen, hefeweizen. and uh, and and the, and the dunkelweizens too Francis Connor was the beer that got her into yeah. craft beer um and it it definitely has a very uh, very welcome place in our house yeah <laughs> I, uh, well good news starting in a couple of weeks she'll be able to get this in cans 
fantastic. Um, well, well, this is a beer she, that we... She won't. <laughs> That's true. That's true. She can get them. Um, she can get them for me. That's right. Uh, this is a beer that we've decided to lean into along with our Hefeweizen. Uh, and for 2020, we've decided that year-round we'll have a German wheat beer on tap, or um, excuse me, on package, in package, in cans. Uh, and we're going to go six months on with the Dunkelweizen and six months on with the Hefeweizen. That's fun. Uh, That's wow. really is, fun. Yeah. It's also kind of against what a lot of people says is the 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 way to to do things like it's it's very uh very much on um i don't want to say on brand but it's it's part of who you guys are it is, is the, the yeah. super traditional side of things that, that i have fallen in love not that i Thank don't you. love the stuff that isn't super traditional and not that i don't like donut beers and sure carrot cake beers and whatever it is but um the the traditional side is just so so exciting for me and so fun for me and it feels comfortable to me and i i so and we have such a rich good. heritage of that here in cincinnati yes I, I just it makes me excited to to try to to continue to build that up with some of the other breweries here in town absolutely there's there's some other places in town that are doing a great job of it as well oh, yeah. i'm excited oh, yeah. to to continue to do that with them um call some call some people out what, what are some places that you are oh, really I think, happy with i think i think uh, side? uh west side we we talked right. about that a little bit earlier yeah. before we we came in here uh i think what west side has done with some of their beers is is really cool and and they do a really good job with some traditional styles um that that i that we talked about the schwartz beer that that they did yes. i i think that was Really good. On that note, I think Listerman has done a really good job with some of those that, that nobody, by the way, nobody talks nobody about talks Listerman. About for that. That. I'm, I'm yeah. so excited for this idea of them doing their traditional German beer hall too. thing oh, yeah. That, yeah. with the hope that it like elevates and, and, and shines a light on some of the traditional stuff that they do. Yep. Fretboard has done a really good job with some very traditional styles. I've been really happy with Alexandria too. Yes. Alexandria, he nails some of the, uh, the traditional yes. styles that... And I actually haven't had a ton of their beer, but the only beers that I've had are more of those traditional styles right. that are are very good. Um, Taft's has done uh, uh, some really good stuff. Their Vienna Lager, Gustav, oh, yeah. oh, is yeah. fantastic. Um, and I know I'm I know I'm missing. Yeah, a few I have to now, look but, at a list and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, me, too. <laughs> yeah. me too. But those off the but top yeah, of my head, I mean, there's those just are, some, there's some fantastic stuff around. You know, and then and then you have the the rich history of Moorline, right? Right. And and right. The, I mean, what regardless of of any of the other beers they've done, they have uh, just just rich history inter, interlaced there within their brand, which yeah, is fun. And they, they've they've put out some really great traditional styles. I think they um, went through a weird transition trying to figure out who they were and where to lean in that 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 world that is mm-hmm. happening. You know, do we go traditional? Do we go mm-hmm. more kind of modern craft? High grain. High grain's another one that that even though they've only been open a short amount of time, they've done a lot of really traditional old school style beers uh, that have been very good as well. So pretty much wherever you live in the city, there's yeah, somebody, there's somebody doing a very traditional something. style. We, yeah. Yeah. What, a, what a great city. Do we absolutely like, We're just like we, um, I would say that we don't get enough credit for being as great of a beer city as we do, but I don't think that's true anymore. We're number one, right? Isn't that what that article says? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's unbelievable how how quickly Cincinnati has become recognized. And, you know, by the way, I think what you're starting to see here, and it's interesting, uh, you know, today another one was announced, um, 18th Street out of uh, the Gary Hammond, Indiana area, which a lot of people know of their beers uh, through Adina Distributor just announced that that is coming to Cincinnati, coming to Ohio. 
Um, what you're starting to see now is basically anybody that has any path to distribution here is targeting Cincinnati oh, as yeah. a place. So as a consumer of craft beer, you can get a lot of of a, a wide array of beer from across the country here. It doesn't hurt that Kroger is headquartered here in That's Cincinnati. That's true. That's exactly right. <laughs> That's exactly right. Right. Okay. Let's talk about Pink Boots. Let's talk about it. Um, so Pink Boots is um, industry-only females. Um, so if you're involved in beer, if you get a paycheck from beer and you are a female. So not if you spend your paycheck on beer. Not if you spend okay, it. I know so the spending part is for Girls Pine Out. Um, <laughs> that's what I used to be. Um, so now, um, yeah, so Pink Boots is... Um, like I said, industry, um, you get you get some sort of paycheck from beer. You don't necessarily have to be in a brewery. Um, you can work at a bar that sells beer. And you're, if you're passionate about beer and you want to join us for all the things, the fun things that we do, um, we do a lot more education. We do um, – we have a, our biggest fundraiser for the year is our brew days. Um, I'm currently setting those up around the city. I – don't know. I don't want to talk about all the breweries. Uh, I can talk about a couple that I have completely confirmed with me so far as of right now. Um, but we're going to have a nice array where I have four, hopefully, as long as everyone confirms. Hopefully, in theory, maybe. Fingers hopefully. crossed. We're going to have 14 different beers around the tri-state. Um, so this year I can say tri-state. Last year I could only say Cincinnati. Um, Alexandria is going to be a part of that, and that is confirmed for sure. So I'm very excited for that. I'm excited for all of them. Um, I believe we've confirmed something, yes, right? Yes, you guys have okay. confirmed. So Sonder will be another one as well. Um, Fibonacci, March 1st. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Westside, Grainworks, uh, Woodburn. And I'm trying to think of who else has confirmed with me so far. This just happened earlier today. So I'm like trying to like rack my brain as to who is. Is there a place where people or or when will this be announced? I guess is a better question. So what we're going to do is we're going to I'm going to confirm with all the breweries first. And then what we're going to do, which will be nice, because last year what we did was we tried to pack it all into one month. And it was just like members couldn't come to brew days and it was just chaotic. So with this doing this one or two per month, um, we are going to be able to do some more promotion now. So um, we can let everybody know. Uh, we have a Facebook page. It's Pink Boots Society Cincinnati page. And there will be a link to that in the show notes. So yes. You don't have to Perfect. remember yes. that. <laughs> um, and that's where we will post when we're going to be tapping all of our – um, all, all the beers. Um What's nice is that the majority of the breweries, so we ask for a suggested donation to help us out with our education. So we're doing a lot of different, we're having someone come in and talk about marketing trends. Um, that's FEMA. Mary McDonald, who is the Ohio yeah. Brewers Mary's Association uh, president, she has, is going to graciously come and talk to us about that. We're doing a hop farm tour. We're, doing, we're trying to get more engaging things for our members to do, um, on, uh, like, uh, you know, besides the brew days. So, and what's great is that every, I love the brew days because everyone has a different system right? and it's so awesome to be able to experience it and just be there and help out and do whatever they want us to do. Um, but yeah, when the, when the beers get tapped, we ask for a suggested donation from the said brewery that could be a set amount or it could be, and a lot of the breweries last year did dollar per pint. So this year, what I'm hoping to do is get it on a schedule that we can announce everything. And because a lot of people were like, we went to the brewery and the beer's gone. 
Because like some, you know, we made bigger batches than others. And now everyone will know that this is when it's being tapped. This is the style we did. Um, we kind of leave the style up to the brewery themselves if they like, and we're fine with that. Like that's whatever. We love if there's a female on staff that will, because we had a couple of those last year that the female wrote the actual recipe and then we went in and helped brew and that was really cool. So um, yeah, we're really looking, we have a action packed 2020. So on top of that and with girls pine out, it's going to be, it's going to be really great for, for women in beer next year. Right. So yeah. What else are you guys excited about for, for the next year in beer? Kat, you want to start? Seeing what, seeing where this goes. Like, I mean, cause like, I mean, we've talked, I'm going to touch on it before. Who knew that seltzer was going to be a big thing right. and it was going to be a bit, you know, where do we go from here? I don't know. It's going to be, I, I love surprises. <laughs> so in that sense, uh, you know, I don't like surprise, like, yeah, whatever. I like surprises <laughs> in beer, in beer. Like, like happy, delicious surprises. <laughs> happy, delicious surprises, not like, you Not know. like flat tires or not like <laughs> flat tires. Cats had a hell of a week. Guys. Flat tires, um, parking tickets, you know, whatever. It's, it's just my, it's 2019 for me. So I'm, I'm excited to see more breweries open. I know that everybody says yes. that, you know, well, not, I won't say everybody, but there's this loud vocal group of people that says that we're maxed out and we're not. all hell's breaking loose. And, I think we're so far from that and like just watching yes. watching how some of these new product new, new projects kind of develop who they are and figure out their place and all of this is so fun to watch it's uh there, exciting, there's there's yeah. some fun stuff happening and i can't yeah. wait to see that come to life yeah for sure yep i'm excited to see different well so one of it we've already touched on i'm excited to see uh more traditional, lighter, um, historical styles of beer get resurrected. What's um, your favorite beer style? I know uh, it's, I'm going off track a little bit, but um, man, I don't know. That'd be like asking me which one of my kids is my favorite. Which kid's your favorite? I can't. I can't, <laughs> I can't answer that on air. Come on. <laughs> it depends when you ask me too. <laughs> mine's, um, mine's the one that's upstairs right now. That's yeah, my favorite that's, right now. <laughs> Of course, I'll ask you in a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say my favorite style of beer is a very traditional German Berliner Weiss. Uh, so it's actually, I, I would say, um, not aggressively tart, but um, slightly complex. You know, I could go into all right, this. Right. Uh, like, um, yeah. Yeah. Vine Stefan, uh, I think, is it 1409 or 1509? 1409. I know, I know what exactly what you're talking about. Uh, I, I still remember having that beer for the very first time and just thinking that this, that, that I couldn't believe that there was a beer that could be made year round that could taste like this. Right. Right. Um, I remember being fairly young and having that, uh, and trying to, recreated on a homebrew scale and never being able to get there. And then I met Chase and Luke and here we are. And it's, it's fantastic. So I would say that's probably my, my favorite style, but I love the idea of being able to um, look, I, I think there's, we do them and there's a place for these big, giant, exciting pastry stouts and these overly tart and overly fruited and all this exciting, uh, very flavorful stuff happening in beer. Um, 
and and I even enjoy them from time to time. I don't gravitate to that, so I'm excited to to see more Dunkelweizens and and I love Hefeweizens and and things like that. So I'm excited to see those continue to build up here in Cincinnati. Um, I'm excited to to see more loggers take shape. I think um, we're hitting a really fun point in the city where people are starting yeah. to see that. Oh yeah, people will drink these, you know. And so now everybody's mm-hmm. kind of like, okay, well, yeah, we're going to do one too. Again, you know, yeah, here we go. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, that's, that's fun to me to see people like willing to put themselves out there a little bit to do it and do it in in a bigger way than maybe they were before. And absolutely. Um, Kat, what's your favorite beer style? This is. A I know it's a, it's a very tough so question. So tough. It's so tough. Have you answered yet? What's yours? No, because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. Way easier I mean... to ask other people <laughs> and give yourself time to think about it. Right. I like I, I like it all. Um, I mean, top ones would be. I mean, I, I can't believe I'm even saying this. I wouldn't have said this probably seven, eight years ago, but IPA, for sure. Yeah, see, IPA, I think, falls pretty low on my list. Not that I don't like IPAs, but... Yeah, I mean, there was a while that that's all I was drinking was IPAs. But now it's like, now that I'm really, you know, these traditional styles are coming back. And, like, I love, like, Schwarzbeer. I love mm-hmm. Dunkles. I love Bach beers. I love, like, I mean, it's, it's I'm all over the board. I'm all... You know, Ooh, I'm so. excited for box season. Oh yeah! Oh, oh man! That, what excites me? Box season <laughs> can't come soon enough. I love box it's season. It's going to be nuts this year. I think yeah. <laughs> William Goat gets tapped in a couple of weeks. It's almost ready. Oh, I'm, I'm oh, excited wonderful. about that. Yes. Yeah. I was talking to somebody else the other day that theirs was. Oh, I'm. Yeah, I, can't, I can't talk about. It. Uh, <laughs> I remember who it was. No. Secrets. <laughs> Here we go. It's um. It's going to be a fun year for 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 Bach beer. Um, my favorite style might be Oktoberfest. That now that I really think about love it, I love Oktoberfest. Yep. Um, but I love a good Pilsner. I love same. Um, same. I'm I'm really digging the sour stuff that's happening in town. Um, between you guys, Brian Geist, Urban Artifact, like there's there's some places that are doing some really really killer stuff. That, I, yeah. I would say there's not up there. It's not overwhelming it's, in terms of the number. Yeah. But the ones that are releasing them right now are really good. Yes. Well, I think here people in, here in town. I think it's it's um because we've got places that are doing things so great. I don't think that other places are feeling the need to just do it just to do totally. it. Like, like oh, we don't, you know, that that's handled. But then the people that are really passionate about it are able to kind of mm-hmm. dive in and, and and put out some really great stuff. Totally, it's just, it's just such a fun city. Like we're, we're really, really kicking ass. We're so and like, we're really lucky. I think. Um, I hope that everybody understands that and appreciates that. It's interesting. Um, you know, everybody knows Asheville is a great beer city. You know, Grand Rapids is a great beer city. You go, you hear of, you know, San Diego or Denver or all right. these places that are great beer cities. If you go to just a normal city in this country that is not known to be a great beer city, uh, and you and you try their beer scene out, uh, I promise you, it will make you realize how great we have it here. Right. It's, even, even some of those cities that are beer cities, like I. You go there and you dive in and you kind of experience what that is. And then you come back home and you're like, oh, oh, yeah. Like you, I've been to some some really great beer cities and you walk in and you go to just a random brewery and it's it's OK. Yep. And then you go next door and it's it's OK. And then like you, you finally hit that one place. Mm-hmm. that's really great. It's not like that in Cincinnati. Like, yeah, there's those places that are hit and miss. But, you know, for the most part, like everybody is really, really doing some great stuff and. 
and in a lot of places, even if even if uh, even if not everything is awesome, almost everyone is doing something that is just like blowing your socks off, right? Almost, it's, it's almost everyone. Almost, yeah. <laughs> um, we won't name those people. <laughs> yeah, I I do not recall anything. Everyone is awesome, gnarly. Uh, no, you know, I grew up in Indy, and we go back frequently to visit my family and. Uh, every time we go back, we try to see what new breweries have opened. And, um, almost every time we go back, I get disappointed because it's, you know, (laughs) I still have my mainstays and there's a, there's a few places that we go all the time and have gotten to know some of the owners and it's fantastic. But then it's just uh, that for the number of breweries that are there, I often get disappointed. And then, and then we almost always have the same conversation on the way back. Like, Man, we have good beer in Cincinnati. <laughs> we uh, once a year we go to Indianapolis for the Children's Museum. Yeah, and um, for dinner we always, you know, everybody knows if they're going somewhere with me, we have to stop somewhere that makes beer. Yeah, um, so we always stop some kind of brew pub for dinner. And I'll be damned if it's not getting really stressful to pick a place out <laughs> because you don't know what you're walking into. Have People you been to Black Acre? Um, no. So Black Acre doesn't. Well, I don't think. I still think they don't. Uh, have a kitchen, but they often have food trucks. Right. The beer's really good at Black Acre, and it's not too far off the highway. So next time you go to Indy, I'll and Taxman, Taxman always, <laughs> um, Taxman is their food's as good as their beer. Um, it's farm to table, very, right. uh, but not overly expensive. It's it's a little expensive, not overly expensive, and the it's Belgian inspired. Their brand is really good. That's actually their original location is uh, right down the street from where I grew up. Gotcha. Um, and they're actually their founders, or at least uh, two of them, I believe, are from Westchester. So they're it's kind of a fun little thing. I got I've gotten to know them because mm-hmm. they opened a brewery ten minutes from where I grew up, and I opened one ten minutes from where <laughs> they grew up, which is pretty funny. Uh, but they make fantastic beer. I, I love Taxman stuff. <laughs> there and that's like there are there is a great brewery in almost any good beer town you totally. walk into. You know, there's there's some places that are you know. Um, doing some really great stuff almost wherever you go. If it's a, if it's totally. a, if it's a decent enough city, you you've got something that is, that is worth talking about. And that in itself is fun. It just so happens that we're better than all of them. So <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's even more fun. Um, guys, thank you very much. Um, yeah, this is fun. Thank, thank you. you. For, anybody always. who wants to know more, like I said, links are going to be in the show notes, <clears throat> the show notes, but um, hit up girls pine out or pink boots society on, uh, all of the social medias, hit them up on TikTok and, uh, <laughs> and, and on the same note, Sonder, um, all the social media stuff, you know, just yep. get on there. There's, there's a whole lot of stuff happening. And I imagine that, uh, 2020 is uh, going to be even, even more than what you've seen so far. It's, it's, uh, it's we're going to turn it up to 11 the floodgates That's, are open. I, I'm going to steal that um, from cat. Cause I heard her say that earlier. <laughs> hey, and I'm going to, I'm going to plug something for you here. Okay. Uh, Anyone that loves listening to this show, rate it, review it. Uh, I don't think that actually really does. It anything. does, though. I found out it does. It doesn't really do anything. It does. Coming from one podcaster <laughs> to another, I found out it actually does. Don't uh, argue. Um, that's it, that's that's, a, that's we're gonna have a conversation after the show. It doesn't do shit. <laughs> no, it bump, it bumps up your search. It totally it does. does. It, it bumps up the search. But if somebody searches for Cincinnati beer. They're going to find me no matter what, no matter what my ratings are, no matter what, you know, any of those. <laughs> okay, well, maybe reviews. you, not so much for me. I've been at this a lot less long than you. Yeah, it's, so. uh, it's, it, depending on what your show title is, there's a whole conversation we can have about this. 
Well, fine. Don't review it. More, don't rate uh, it. More importantly, <laughs> if if you like what I'm doing, um, go to Patreon and you can support the show that there way. That's go. the way that you can directly help what I'm doing because um, I, it takes a lot of explaining some nights to explain to my wife that I'm going to go hide in the basement for an hour and drink beer and pretend that I'm working or something. And I, I don't know why she's up there dealing with the terrorist. As long so as you do don't that. cook meat that makes her sick while she's pregnant. Right, I, I can do okay. that now. She made fish sticks tonight. If you can eat fish sticks, I can make whatever I want. Since you forecast the voice of Sensi Craft.